welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Whitney McDonald, and I am the deputy editor for Bank Automation News. I am joined by Christiane Mandracki, Director of Business Development and Marketing at Praxton. She discussed the ongoing digital transformation at financial institutions and how FIs can lean on automation to improve their customer experience. I think it is a really interesting time um, for banks and community financial institutions um, as to how to really differentiate and, and lead in this new digital world. So the, one of the big trends that's coming to us is kind of um, the front door issue, I guess. So a lot of them um, spent a lot of time and, and effort sort of imp- like since COVID happened, implementing their new um, digital account opening or digital loan origination or um, their on- new online banking and mobile banking, like those types of, of products. Um, and they've done a great job. And essentially, they've built this house that's beautiful once you get into it. But um, one of the consistent themes that we're seeing is they, uh, they realize that they've kind of forgotten about the front door to the house and the front door being their website. Um, the, the website that they have is the way in which customers find you and, uh, and start the process of opening a new account. And so where they've, they've made a decision when they went to implement um, these sort of off the shelf uh, account opening or loan origination products that it didn't make sense from a revenue generation point of view to build that custom. They probably didn't have the expertise in house to really be able to be good at that. Um, and so now they're kind of running into the same question with their website. They have marketing teams who are amazing when it comes to um, marketing channels and SEO and, and getting people to the website. But there's a different skill set, I think, that's required for um, improving the user experience on those sites to get them through that flow. How do you, um, when someone comes on, like, what do they want to see? Like, what? Are, how do you deal with the fact that some people are coming on who are already members of a credit union and they want to log into their digital banking account? How do you deal with those people versus the people who are looking to open a new loan versus the people who want to open a new account? Should At that point, should you be telling them, like, oh, you can only be a member if, X, Y, Z, it's how do you fit in all of those different potentially competing personas um, to create an experience that's simple and, and easy and really drives conversions at the end of the day. On the sort of forgetting about the front door side of things, um, that we've had a lot of, our, 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 um, banks and credit unions coming to us who have decided to um, invest in that experience and figure out how they can really improve their conversions, whether it's loan origination or new account openings. Um, and so in many cases, what they're coming to us with is, in actually many cases, they've implemented a new um, account opening or a new loan origination system. And a lot of those products are very flexible um, and there's a lot of different ways in which you can configure them. You um, are given a lot of uh, ownership over how exactly you want to word certain things. Um, and in many cases, like the wrong word can cause a lot of friction and confusion to people. And and if you don't understand what you're being asked as the user, um, it can stop you in your tracks. And and, well, there was one example actually. So Mary West uh, Credit Union. Um, So they came to us and they'd done a lot of analytics. They could tell you exactly where people were dropping off within their experience, but they couldn't figure out why. It was this sort of, there's something wrong on this page, but we don't know what it is. Um, And so in this case, what we recommended doing was, well, actually, first we did a UX audit, um, which is where we have our designers kind of go through and um, pick out based on like UX best practices. And there's about 10 different laws that the designers abide to. 
and they pick out ways in which those um, heuristics are being uh, are not being met um, and scale them on like a priority like how problematic is this a five being like it's literally going to stop someone and they're not going to be able to continue the process and so that's a pretty good way of picking out like um high impact low level like fruit off the bottom of the tree kind of stuff um uh, but then more I think more importantly, that's when we kind of got into user research. So um, the best way I think for banks and, and credit unions to really um, have that human interaction and understand what can differentiate them and understand um, how to create really delightful experiences is to really speak to your users. And so in those cases, we did um, a number of user interviews with um, with their prospective members, um, asking them to go through this experience to apply for a new account. Um, and as they're going through, like they stopped in all of the same places that they were finding in the analytics. But and we were able to ask them, like, what's confusing you here? Like, what, why, why are you stuck? And they're they're talking out loud. They're like, I don't understand what this means, or or I don't like, what does it mean to become a member? Like, even like questions as simple as that can kind of come out of like, I don't know what it means to be a member. And 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 that's a something that when you're working within a credit union or even just within the financial um, services industry, you can kind of take for granted certain things that seem really obvious to you, but are not to customers. Um, and so understanding those little things can make all the difference in like really increasing those conversions. And so I really do think there's going to be a lot now that everybody's kind of, but now that people are for the most part um, getting their new uh, a loan origination or account opening experiences implemented, the next step is definitely going to be to sort of optimize those websites and make them um, make the front, repaint the front doors, let's say. And now where does automation fit into that? Yeah, definitely. I think automation has a huge role to play in this stuff. Um, I think it has to be, it has to be implemented carefully though, because I think um, traditionally in banking, there's been, um, uh, in, in financial services in general, actually, um, a lot of the software that was implemented has been system centered. So um, a lot of the ways in which people worked um, previously was based around manual processes, right? Like you want to apply for a loan, you have to like the underwriter needs this, this, this and this, and that has to go there and all of that. Um, and so they built software that resembled that. Um, and so with automation, there's a huge amount of opportunity to like speed up those workflows, but I think it has to be done within the context of a user experience. So ideally you put that first, you, you do a human centered software that is thinking about, okay, this person wants to apply for a loan, like what questions do they have? And I think especially where community financial institutions can really um, stand out and, and differentiate themselves, the, the SoFi's of the world and the Vara banks, they're not really, and, and the Wells Fargo's as well, like they're not really based around, um, they're based around volume more than anything. They're not really necessarily so much based around nuance of people. And the reality is people aren't really like black or white. They, um, their financial situations are different. Like if you wanna apply for a, a land loan, there's more detail that's required in there. And so I think where community financial institutions can really do well, is to think first of their customer experience and how they can um, manage both um, volume 
and um, that nuance, and then start automating the back-end processes that really have an impact on the customer's experience. Like once you've sent all your documents in, all of that is all kind of behind the scenes. They don't need anything more from you. Like automate all of that, make that quicker. That's a much better experience, but be very careful, I think, automating the upfront stuff where it could add, it could benefit the company and like, it could benefit the bank and or, or the credit union and reduce some of their effort, but you you could be adding more effort for the user and, and thus you're gonna struggle if there's a, a, a competitor who isn't doing that. In many cases, especially community financial institutions, your people are really what makes those organizations so special and what is um, like the stories that come out of community banks and credit unions is always to do with the people and how the, the people who worked at the bank or the credit union went above and beyond to help other people. So like, don't replace those people. You don't need to, like, that's what's, that's kind of your special source. Like, I think um, really focusing on the, the backend stuff that, that isn't that is, is a great point. Can you give some examples of some of those processes on the backend that might benefit from automated uh, systems? Yeah, I think a lot of the underwriting when it comes to loan origination, and there's been a lot of automation things that you can do there. Um, some of the, the big ones that we've seen around um, the way in which you review documents and the way the information is taken from those so that it's not a person sitting there like reading through it. Um, instead, there, you can, there's a lot of technology that can come in and significantly speed up those types of processes. Um, and, and the more you, especially with those type of AI-based machine learning based products, um, the more you do it, the better they get. Um, and so you're only, it's kind of like, kind of like capture, like when you're training capture, like it gets better and better, right? It's the same thing with how you view um, payslip information and all of that type of stuff. And it can just be done a lot quicker versus a single person going through and like checking your payslip and checking this, do you know what I mean? Yes, great, thank you. Now, wondering if we could shift into maybe any examples or any of your clients that are doing this well or progressing well um, in this space of finding the fine line of uh, automation with customer experience and also people in the mix too. One of the things that we're seeing a lot of is robo-advisors and financial advisors. Um, robo-advisors being able to sort of serve a lot of the, um, the, the younger accounts, I guess, those with like less money in, less money in the bank. Um, and still have those financial advisors there to serve those um, accounts which are, are um, more established. Um, and so one of the interesting ways that we've seen a lot of people working is um, this hybrid approach of have both, have the technology there for, for volume and for um, servicing those accounts that are slightly less valuable now, um, but still capture them. Um, and then use um, the human touch the, for financial advisors. We've even seen, we did one project with, uh, it was a financial advisory firm um, and they uh, had us build a, it was a robo advisor and, um, and also, but also a kind of financial advisor um, pro uh, product above that, that was for the Henry generation. So high earning, not rich yet is the, um, is what that means. So they were really targeting like lawyer, like, Lawyer, legal students and doctor students, things like that. Um, and so a lot of what we were doing there was sort of figuring out how we can automate or, or, or um, create workflows out of some of the traditional things that financial advisors are asking them and pr um, provide them with custom, um, custom but automated um, recommendations about how to improve their financial lives. So, hey, you don't have an emergency fund. We recommend you start first by saving 
$2,500, whatever it might be. Um, or, hey, like you're not maximizing, you're, you're not uh, maxing out your IRA. We recommend you start doing that. Like here's the amount of money that you need to do to do that. Those types of things. Um, but then they also have a really cool, um, they're a subscription product. And they also have a really cool hybrid option um, where you can have like, you still have a financial advisor who you can speak to. So you have this application and within the application, it gives you those recommendations, but it also gives you um, the ability to kind of uh, invest with, as a robo advisor um, with different profiles sort of based on your, your risk tolerance. Um, but then also uh, you can speak to one of their financial advisors um, and, and sort of pay a subscription to get there. And I think that's a really good balance and something that credit unions and banks could definitely um, do to kind of walk that fine line uh, as well. So that's that's one of the cases I've definitely seen. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.